Hi, I'm Jessica Lindbergh, and this is the HeartStrong Podcast, where we dive into all the messiness that life has to offer, the joyful, the difficult, and the beautiful. As a woman and mother who's faced tragedy, I want to share stories and perspectives of hope, resilience, and purpose. Join us for a conversation about what truly makes us HeartStrong. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Kristen Schroyer. Kristen is a co-founder of One Hope Wine. I think I always just try to have that attitude of gratitude. You know, like there's a post that says, I don't have to do this, I get to do this. And I think this year more than ever, just, I mean, something as simple as our health, like we take our health for granted all the time. There will be challenges that come your way and you're certainly not the only person in the world that's going through challenges, but just to pause and reflect on how much you have to be grateful for, I think is something that I always try to have. One Hope Wine is a social enterprise that sells delicious wines to raise awareness and funds for charitable organizations and social causes. And I'm so excited to talk to Kristen about creating a business with a purpose. At heart, I am an entrepreneur and I can't wait to share this time with Kristen. So Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. So before we get started, I'd love for you to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself so they can meet you. Yes. Yeah, so um, I am a fourth generation Arizona native, believe it or not, which is very rare, born and raised in Arizona and uh, just grew up working a lot in uh, the restaurant industry. And that's where I kind of saw um, how fascinating the wine world was. Um, grew up with parents who really loved wine too. Um, I have a dad and who is an entrepreneur, uh, works so, so hard. And uh, I was inspired by him as well. And um, out of college, started working uh, in the wine industry, selling wine in grocery stores. So that's kind of how it all got started. But uh, today I'm a mom uh, as well. I've got uh, two awesome little girls, ages uh, six and eight. One of them just turned eight. That sounds so old. And Mm -hmm. a husband. And I live in Arizona. Well, that's awesome. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to learn more about your work. So how did you become part of One Hope? And I just am so curious about how that story began. I know you founded it with some other friends. Tell us that story. Yeah, we've got a good one because, well, it's been 13 years, which is crazy, but we were all so young when we started it. Um, So as I mentioned, um, I started working for uh, the largest winery in the world right out of college uh, when I went to school at University of Arizona down in Tucson. And I was at uh, one of the career fairs that they have, you know, booths. Each each company has a booth. And um, of course, I was naturally fascinated by the booth that had, you know, 50 bottles of wine lining up, <laughs> up and down it and um, and working in restaurants. As I mentioned, I was I love the restaurant industry, but I would always um, I would see the, the reps that would come into restaurants when I was working there selling wine and they come in with their wine bag and sit down with my manager and they just taste through wines. I would think gosh, how do I get that job? That looks pretty nice. (laughs) So naturally as a college student, yeah, exactly. Um, Naturally as a college student, when I'm uh, walking in this career fair, I went up to the the table there and was just really intrigued. And um, so I started, I got a job as a sales rep, uh, working in calling on uh, high volume uh, grocery stores in Southern California. And I know grocery stores are different in every state based on their liquor laws, but in Southern California, there's quite a bit of wine and wine, huge wine displays in these grocery stores. So I remember 
at one time, I had over a thousand cases of wine uh, displayed throughout one of my top volume grocery stores. And in addition to selling it in, we had to build the displays too. So it was literally blood, sweat, and tears. I had a box cutter, a feather duster, a power drill. Um, I remember one of my displays, I even built like a a fountain and dyed the the water uh, red to make it look like wine. It was a pretty big thing. But anyways, it was during that time when working there, um, I met the most amazing people and we were all, you know, right out of college, eager, ready to change the world. And this job was unique because we were working in grocery stores. Uh, we would, our call time, like we'd start at 3.30 or 4 in the morning and um, it was just a, it was a unique job in that sense. So of course I got to know and love all the people I worked with because not only did we work these odd hours, but we were all around the same age and had uh, like-minded views. And so it was there I met, I didn't know it'd be my, my future co-founders at One Hope at the time, but we all met selling wine uh, together. But I think it was our first October selling wine in grocery stores that we saw a lot of cause marketing going on. And this was really at the peak of cause marketing and uh, October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, cause marketing is when a for-profit and a nonprofit team up for a mutually beneficial relationship. So at that time, you know, like the Yo Play yogurt, pink lids for Susan G. Komen and uh, Campbell's Soup, like all their cans of soup went pink. There were so many products that went pink. Um, and so here we were building wine displays. So we thought, hmm, well, why, you know, why isn't there a wine that's doing this? Because, you know, it's pink Tic Tacs, that's great, but there's something super special um, about a bottle of wine that could really drive conversations and awareness too. And then at the end of October, everything went away. And, you know, this is a cause that something everybody needs to support year round. And some of these big companies will, you know, say we're donating up to $20,000 and knowing that they could do, you know, a lot more than that. And so that's just what initially inspired it. And we were as I mentioned, right out of college, um, a little naive because we thought, oh, we could totally do this. Um, we always met up at, uh, I remember the yard house there in Orange County. I always met there at happy hour. We always talked about, oh, we're going to start our own wine company. And we never thought we'd actually do it. And then fast forward a couple years later, um, all of us were still with the company, but kind of moved on to different places. I was up in Napa and Sonoma in tasting rooms. And Jake, who's our CEO, uh, he had a close friend who was diagnosed with blood cancer and she was only 23. And that was wow. his moment, his eye-opening moment. Like, you know what? We're not getting any younger. Um, we talked about doing this wine to change the world. If we're going to do it, let's, let's do it today. And so he, he gave all of us a call and told us, and we were like, I mean, I, me, just speaking for myself, I was all in. And at the time, you know, no kids, no mortgage. <laughs> Now's the time to really uh, take a risk and go for it. And uh, Jake's parents, they actually took out a second mortgage on their home and they were oh. our first financiers. And we found a small little custom crushed wine facility in Sonoma County that made pretty good wine. And we had these homemade labels, which we thought looked so cool. And looking back, <laughs> they were they were not so great. Um, and then we just, we, we bought, it was 168 cases. And we drove it down to Southern California and then literally started selling wine out of the backs of our cars to to restaurants and stuff, which is illegal. You have to have a distributor. We didn't realize. <laughs> and so then we found a distributor and then it kind of just started, started going on from there. But that's, that's like the founding story. And we've obviously learned so much in that, uh, even those first couple of years, we learned so much. But one thing that's always run true is just, you know, when people hear about what we're trying to do, they're, they're all in, which is great. So, cause there, it really is a fun product to be able to give back with. 
Yeah, I love that story. I think that's so fun to learn about where you started. You said, you know, we've come so far and we've learned so much. What is something that you think as a team that you've learned most or, you know, what's something that you're like, oh, wow, I wish I would have known that when we started. Does anything ring in your mind? I think because it's been 13 years, like, you know, sometimes when you're young and you start a company, you think it's just going to get big right away and it's just going to be awesome. And, um, you know, it's, we're, we're, we've been slowly building it as we go. And so I think just to be patient, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're to do something really big, it takes time and, um, to definitely be patient. Um, but then at the same time, um, is you're, you're just, you're so driven. You're trying to, to grow, 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 and grow is to, um, Jake always, he gives the analogy when you're hiking, sometimes you just see the peak and you keep trying to go to the peak and then the clouds separate and you see there's a higher peak and you just yeah. keep going for it. Um, but just to stop and turn around and admire the view and just enjoy and embrace that moment and be so proud of where you you've come or how far you've come. That would that probably be the advice I I'd give to myself because even looking back, like you know, Facebook is so good; it brings up memories of, of things. You think, oh my gosh, that was eight years ago, and yeah. um, how cool is it that we were, um, you know, at the San Francisco Food and Wine Festival, or you know, certain things like that that we didn't um, that was so cool at the time, and just to really embrace that moment too. I think that's such good advice. And that's something that I try to give to myself too. And the things that I do, it's like when you are a driven person, you're always looking for that next peak. And there's something energizing, right? About climbing that mountain. But there is so much wisdom in looking back and seeing how far you've come and what you've learned. And I think that's such a good reminder. I know I need to give it to myself once in a while. I love Me that. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And I think we all do. When we're you know, a person that wants to grow and wants to do good in the world, I think it's, it's hard sometimes to do that. So I love that story. This has been the craziest year. And now we're heading into the holidays and we're all asking ourselves, what the heck are we going to buy the people we love? Well, I don't know about you, but I want to share something with my friends that makes a difference. Surprise someone you love with a sustainably made Heartstrong sweatshirt or a made for this necklace. We have a great new holiday collection coming at the Four Heart Shop full of inspiring words and stylish clothes. Remind someone in your life or in your community that they are doing a great job. And everything that the Four Heart Shop puts out supports the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation. So you're getting something really cool and you're totally making a difference. You can head over and visit fourheartshop.com at F-O-U-R-H-E-A-R-T-S-S-H-O-P.com. Or click on the link in our show notes because the words we wear make a statement about who we are and what we believe. You know, when I was prepping for this um, this conversation with you, I read a statistic that said 86% of millennials think that business success should be measured in terms of more than just financial performance. And that wasn't a surprise to me. I think our consumers or customers are more educated than ever before. And, you know, having a company that gives back, I think, really does make you a more, um, you know, believable organization, something that people are going to put more faith in. Has that rung true for you? And like, how have you, how do you think being a social enterprise has made One Hope Wine, like, able to do what it's done so far? Yeah, I mean, that's always been at the root of who we are. It's in the DNA of what we do. And we were inspired to not just give back one month and have a cause marketing thing, you know, and to have be a cause brand that uh, lives and breathes um, impact every day. And, you know, we, we don't 
celebrate sales um, milestones. We celebrate impact milestones. Mm. Like it's, um, and I just think we've, we've since day one been very true and authentic to who we are and what our mission is. And, um, and it's just naturally attracted people that have the same values, both um, at our home office and our cause entrepreneurs is everybody just, just lives and breathes that, you know, let's just make the world a better place and how easy to do that than through wine because wine brings people together. And we always say like, you know, probably in history, you see it on, you know, Game of Thrones and all that where yeah. like people get together in um, even before these like crazy battle scenes and stuff, but they come together and have a glass of wine and try to talk about something like there's so many, there's probably so many amazing conversations and, and big decisions um, in our world that have been made over a glass of wine. And so we think why not be able to bring people together to try to solve some of the world's biggest problems through yeah, wine. That's so cool. And I think you're absolutely right. I can think of so many in my own life. And yeah, that's, I love that. So I think you've created the perfect marriage, wine and giving back, something we all love. Um, I know I do. And and can you tell me about some of the current causes you're funding this year? I love that you, like what you said, that you're giving back year round, I think, and you're giving to multiple different organizations and people because people have different things, you know, everyone has a passion and we all don't have to have the same one. Um, so I love that you're doing that, but I'd love to know, like, what are some of the current causes this year and maybe some that you're most, most passionate about personally? Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, we, we give back, we have, um, you know, built in impact with every bottle that we sell. We empower our customers to give back to the causes that they love most through, through, um, a private, you know, wine tasting event where 10% of the purchase can go to any nonprofit of choice. Uh, this year has been really, um, impactful because we, we have our own foundation at one hope. And so we've, we've created our own impact initiatives. So for example, when COVID first hit, um, and so many of us, like I mentioned, I worked in hospitality. So many of our, our restaurant partners really being hit hard. Mm -hmm. uh, we created a mothers in hospitality program where we funded $60,000 in micro grants to moms in the hospitality industry who have lost their job because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. So when people were still waiting, you know, for unemployment to come through, the phone lines were so busy, they never got through. Uh, it was just a little bit of hope that we could send to them to let them know like, you know, we're, we're here for you when we, we support you and anything we can do to help. Uh, we sent over 900 uh, care packages to our healthcare heroes on the front lines. So it's been, uh, it's been fun that we've been able to do our own impact. And this holiday, uh, it was really important for us. Um, three, uh, two of my um, fellow co-founders are, are women and we're moms. And to do something for families who have uh, special needs children, because when with so many school closures happening, um, everybody's schedules have been changed so much. And so many of the resources that people um, rely on at school and just that, that's, you know, that steady schedule that uh, kids thrive on. I know everything has just been changed so much. And so this holiday, we decided that we're funding um, holiday uh, magic grants to families with special needs children. Uh, these grants, they are going to help pay for um, any therapy or equipment needs that they've had to pay for out of pocket. Uh, we're doing a, uh, a holiday catered meal supporting a local mom and pop restaurant, a holiday family photo shoot, um, a holiday wish list fulfilled. And so it's just been, um, we, we were really, this is something we, we really wanted to do. We have many people in our community with uh, special needs children. And we just know that this community has been uh, very hard hit by, by the pandemic. My sister is a, a speech, uh, speech teacher at an elementary school. And so she just tells me about, you know, how challenging trying to do things on zoom is. It's just, 
it's yeah. not the right right platform for that. So um, we've already funded and called three of the families. Um, we just called one this morning. Uh, it's like it's just the best phone call ever to get to make. And these families are so touched. And um, it's hard not to get emotional even talking about it. Yeah. But it's, it's an amazing program that we have. And so people could support it. Uh, if you go to onehopewine.com, uh, we have a, a group fundraiser going on where 10% of your purchase would go back to this initiative. Wow. That's incredible. And that is so close to my heart. Um, I think I mentioned to you, I have a six-year-old who has muscular dystrophy and a lot of special needs, and it has been a hard year. You know, he has been able to be in school the last two months, but from um, March to September received no services. We had no support at home. And you're right, you can't do, many children can't learn through a computer. They can't learn through a screen. And I have two older kids who are, and that's hard enough. And so, and I think it's been a really tough relationship, even between, you know, parents and school districts. And I think recognizing that through this program, I mean, it touches my heart. It brings me to tears because I have lived it. And so I thank you so much. And I hope that people will really support this cause. It's very important. And I think it's one of the sort of unseen struggles that is going on right now across our country um, for families. So thank you so much for doing that. That's amazing. Well, I, it's probably an unseen struggle because moms are resilient. And like, yes, we are. They, and, and I know... Like you, you probably, you know, you don't see too many of them reaching out for help or, or, or sharing how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I've, I've learned more about it just through the, the, you know, behind the scenes and network and stuff too. So yeah, this is moms and, and, and women are amazing and trying to do everything for their families. And then this is, um, this is just a little bit of, of hope and magic that we want to yeah. do. One of the, the families we called their, their little girl was, um, struck by a drunk driver going 100 miles per hour a few oh, years wow. ago. And now she's a quadriplegic and oh. uninsured drunk driver and just the mom telling the story. And um, it, it's just, we just, I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm going to get emotionally even talking about it, but we were so honored to be able to, to give this to these families and we want to continue. I mean, this is, we always say with, with our, with our impact and our giving, like we're just getting started, you know, we just can't wait to continue to do some amazing things through wine and we were able to do it just because of our amazing community and customers. That's beautiful. And I just want to say to you, like too, as a parent, I remember when my oldest son was in the hospital for a really long time, my husband's an an attorney and his law firm sent us like a gift card for food at the hospital, you know, and it was just, you know, a little token to them. But for us, we felt like, gosh, someone is seeing us. Someone realizes that we're eating out every meal of the day and that we are living like this totally different reality. So I think that what you're giving people to is just a lot more than the physical gift that you're giving them, but you're helping them to feel seen. And I just think that's always something really important to remember when you're giving. Like, I know you want to do so much more, but what you're doing now is is making an impact. And so thank you for doing that. It's, it's beautiful. So Anyone can join One Hope and be an ambassador and sell wine. I thought this was really cool when I read about this on your website. So I'd love to know a little bit about your ambassador program. And I think it's such a smart way to grow your business and your community. So tell us how it works and how people can get involved. Yeah, definitely. And I love how this just kind of happened so organically too. Because as I mentioned, when we first started selling wine on the backs of our cars, like we thought we were going to just be, you know, in restaurants and, and hotels, which we still are served in many of them. But we had so many people coming to us like, this is so amazing. How can I get involved? How can I fundraise for nonprofits that I love? And so we just naturally started doing private wine tasting events, a lot of, you know, in home. And of course, now we've had to change a lot to virtual, which is still a lot of fun to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anybody can join our, our community. Um, we have a platform you can join for as low as $29 and you get your own uh, website and you can uh, share wine and give hope to within your own community and fundraise for local nonprofits. Uh, we have over 6,000 amazing cause entrepreneurs right now across the country. Um, like I said, they all just share our mission and it's just such a an amazing, uplifting community and so needed right now with the it way is. that the world is. Yes. So anytime I'm having a bad day, I can just hop on our community page and just hear some of the amazing stories and impact that they're making, um, where it's 99% women, many of them, you know, busy working moms and just um, it's we're, we're, we're so proud of them and the, and the impact that they've been able to make. And it's just they simply just share wine and, and give hope is, is as simply as it is. Oh, I love that. So cool. It sounds like the perfect match. So, uh, you know, I'm wondering how One Hope has been like a model for the wine industry. You know, I'm sure that you are in a way. Can you just tell me, like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that people are like, oh, you know, we should be doing something like that? And have you experienced that all at all in your in the last like 10 years? Yeah, I think people are definitely, um, we were definitely like the first cause brand winery out there. And so I think a lot of people were, um, a lot of other brands looked to us to what we were doing and how we were giving and how we were communicating that. Um, really interesting too about One Hope, uh, we're a leader in our industry on the technology side. So we've built, um, we built our own e-commerce platform. Our, um, as you can imagine, with over 6,000 of our cause entrepreneurs, each of them having their own uh, private fundraising link that they can earn an income and make an in-cap and make an impact from, um, you know, fundraising for different nonprofits. There's so much of a technology piece to it. And uh, when we first started 13 years ago, we could legally direct ship wine to four states. And now laws have changed so much. I think we're at 44 states that we can ship wine directly to them. And so I think so many other brands in our industry, not just look, they don't just look at what we're doing on the impact side, but on the technology side, they're super impressed and amazed at how well we've been able to do it. Because previously, when I worked for the the largest winery in the world, I was writing orders with a pen and paper and like entering them in on a computer myself. So it's it's pretty, it's phenomenal what our what our technology team has created. Uh, Jake, who's our CEO, as I mentioned, he's from the Bay Area. And I think just growing up in that area in Silicon Valley, he's always been very um, inspired by uh, technology and everything too. So we're, we're so proud of our tech team and, and what we've been able to do there. That's really cool. You're innovating in all fronts. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So 2020 has been a crazy year. I don't even think we need to even say that anymore. It is. Um, but every organization is adjusted, you know, and is having to adjust. What, what have you, is, can you share something that One Hope has done to kind of just adjust or pivot during this time and maybe even something that you've learned in doing so? Yeah, um, definitely. So as we we do these, previously, all of our cause entrepreneurs did in-home, in-office, private wine tasting events. And so obviously that was no longer able to happen. But everybody just got so creative and figured out how to do really fun in-home tastings via Zoom. Um, So many, you know, corporate events had to get canceled, but they were still looking for ways to um, interact with their 
clients, uh, so many non nonprofit galas, same thing. So we just really kind of converted this in-home wine tasting model into a digital virtual type experience, which is still so fun because you get to be at home in your pajamas drinking wine you know, while on Zoom, which is great. Nothing's better. <laughs> exactly. I know. And then what, uh, what was great is, you know, leading up to this, we were, um, we were on track to be, uh, the, you know, we want to be the, the largest direct to consumer winery in the world is our, is our end goal. And to do that, we have uh, the infrastructure to be able to get there. So we have a warehouse in California and another warehouse on the East coast. So, um, anybody who orders our wine online can get their wine very quickly. Cause when COVID first hit, I mean, my, Inst to get like Instacart or grocery delivery, it was taking four or five days, and I would laugh. Like my my wine came faster <laughs> than that. my than my grocery order. But uh, so that's been great. Is um, just we were. We, we had the infrastructure to be able to get wine direct to people, which is which was great. And I think more and more cu customers, you're realizing just how much stuff you can get shipped to you and you don't have to go out to and uh, to buy anymore. And so many people were used to just buying what they had available to them in the grocery store um, if they could buy wine in the grocery store. So now being able to go online and order uh, from whatever uh company you like, which is great. So we've been able to deliver quite a bit of wine to people's doorstep, which is always a fun delivery to get. Yes, it is. Actually, um, you all just sent me a box of wine and I just got it right before I came down to talk with you. So oh, we will be having that with our Thanksgiving here today or this week. Fantastic. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So you said that, you know, your hope is to be or your, your plan is to be the largest direct-to-consumer, you know, wine seller. Is there, so I assume that's what's ahead for you because I wanted to see what's next for One Hope, but is there something in the meantime as you're working towards that goal that you're kind of an intermediate goal there that you're working towards? Yeah. So um, a couple years ago, and I, I didn't know this was going to happen so soon for us, but uh, our CEO, Jake, he had a dream to have our own winery in Napa Valley. Because uh, before this, we were kind of what you call a virtual winery where, you know, we didn't actually have roots to call our, our own. We we sourced with some phenomenal growing partners like the Mandavis and whatnot, but we didn't have an actual winery and tasting room. And um, maybe it was three years ago, time's going by too fast, but there was a 10-acre um lot and place available in the heart of Napa Valley. And he was able to secure it for us. And so we've been building a winery and tasting room over the last several years. And we're so excited because we are just about ready to open our doors to it. It's in Rutherford and the prestigious Rutherford bench where we have amazing neighbors. We're right next to Staglin and Robert Mandavi across the street from Cake Bread. So some of these, you know, three generation blue chip brands that everybody knows about. And we have our own place to call home right there in the heart of Napa. And so we're just so excited to, again, just bring people together there to, to change the world through wine. I love that. I've been to that place before, so I can, I can picture it. That is ex extremely exciting. And now an excuse to go back. Awesome. That's amazing. Oh, I c that sounds so fun. Right now, about about now, I mean, going anywhere sounds sounds so much fun. So, well, at least so we're doing it virtually. We do some fun virtual events, but yeah, until you can get to Napa, but you know, when everybody gets to Napa, keep your eye out. We're right off Highway 29, which is just the main, you know, St. Helena Highway, and we're we're right there. So we're just we're so, so excited. And they just put like, you know, the barrels in the barrel room yeah. last week and to even just see the barrels etched with one hope. It, 
it gives me goosebumps. I can't believe it, it's happening. But that that's a, a really big milestone for our brand. Um, so we can't wait to have that happen in the near term. Congratulations. That's exciting. It's exciting. So I'm wondering if I'd love to talk a little bit about you as a person and just how you've grown working in this career and um, creating this company as a person. You know, I'm sure that like you're making impact on the world, but I'm sure it's impacted you personally also. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously having two young daughters and your your kids kind of seeing and you and now they're getting old enough and, and talking to them about about what I'm doing, it's 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 very special to be able to kind of instill those values in your children and, and have you know hearing them um, play with their Barbies and you know talk about oh I'm in a meeting and I'm you know all these things. Um, but so yeah, it's it's been um, I don't know just just have I, I, having kids changes your your world. Somebody once gave the analogy that before life was black and white, and then you have kids, and all of a sudden you see in color. So, yeah, um, obviously it's it's a lot being um, a working mom, and and um, I'm thankful to have um, a husband that supports me, and uh, I just try to surround myself with you know po- positive people who lift and inspire me to be better all all the time. Um, but having having kids and and kind of getting to share with them the impact that mom gets to do on the world is pretty cool too. That's really cool. And you just never realize what you're teaching them. You know, I experience that sometimes with the fundraising that I do and um, the families that we support through the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation. My boys watch that and ask questions. And I think that they are seeing the world in a different way because of that. And I hope that, you know, they'll grow up to be to do even more, you know, than I'm able to do. And I think that just creating a, you know, parenting a generation of of people who give back is something that our world desperately needs. And so I think that's really cool that your girls get to see you do that. We were laughing because during virtual school before we were back in person now, but um, they were, they, the kids had little whiteboards and the teacher asked, write, write down a job of somebody who helps the community. And so most kids were writing, you know, police officer, a nurse. And my kid wrote, (laughs) my mom sells one hope wine. It was so funny. Luckily, I mean, the teacher does know about it, but I just thought that was it was really sweet um, that she, that's, at least that's what, you know, she knows, she, yeah. she knows the impact that we're making at One Hope, She's which watching. is funny. That's cool. <laughs> that's super cool. So, you know, you've come this far and you're creating this amazing business. And I know you told me before about the importance of looking back and seeing how far you've come. Is there something like a tool or a piece of advice that has served you best in becoming like the woman that you are today? Um, I would, I mean, definitely I've, I've learned so much from my dad. He's a, um, I mean, he came from almost nothing and, uh, built his own construction company, just him and my mom working so hard together. And I've always just, I mean, hard work for sure, working hard, but then just being kind to people. Like my dad is one of the nicest people and is always his kindness. Um, everybody, everybody loves it. Um, I also think too, just surrounding yourself with really positive people. There's so much negativity in the world, and especially with social media and all that. Like, just cut the negativity out. It's it's not worth having in your life, and just continue to surround yourself with people that that make you better, that inspire you to be better, um, and are just kind. You know. Yeah, I think that's such a good point because there is so much negative energy out there, but there's also so many amazing people, right? So it's yep. just really focusing on 
those people and the things that they're doing and, and being inspired and, and moving forward and really consciously choosing to to just kind of get that negativity out of your out of your off your screen or out of your mind. I think that's yeah. such good advice. It's so simple, but I think especially now, I think it's more important than ever. I know. Why is it that like the one negative comment seems so much louder than the yes. 20, you know, so it's just all about tuning it out and just, and just focusing on, on the positive. Yeah. And just continuing to move forward, you know, focusing on what you can control and continue. Mm-hmm. And I, that's so true. It's so easy to get hung up on the things that the one person that says something or, you know, the one person that questions what you're doing or how you're doing it. So I think that's, super amazing advice as a person and and in a business too because you can really derail yourself from from making great progress. Absolutely. So you are, you know, a busy woman and a mother and I'm just wondering if you could share like what feeds you as a person, you know, spiritually, intellectually or just something that makes you happy? How do you keep going? Um, well, I love animals, so like always having a dog sleeping at my feet. I feel like just that like positive energy around me. So I really random fact about me. I, I love golden retrievers and, um, about, uh, well, so I, we adopted this like magical golden, uh, right when we got married and, uh, we lost him a couple years later to cancer. He was a little bit older when we adopted him, but he, he left such a resounding, um, impact on our life that we we were watching the news one day and it was like oh it's national eat cherry pie day we're like that's silly that there's a cherry pie day there should be a day for golden retrievers and so anyways long story short we created international golden retriever day which is now celebrated by many on february 3rd that's a total sorry random little note there but i think definitely having animals is something that i love and then recently probably about three years ago, I, um, I really wanted to start getting into better shape and I discovered Orange Theory Fitness and I don't know what it is, but I am hooked. Like I go every day and I don't know what it is. It's like an hour to myself that I can just tune out and really push myself physically. And I think, you know, well, moms, we, we don't get a whole lot of time to ourselves as is. So maybe that's, that's why I love it. It's just a forced time to myself, but I saw a quote that said, somehow exhausting myself is the most relaxing part of my day. And I don't know what it is that kind of rings true to, the, to that. So getting a good sweat session in and just running in general is something that I love too. And I love music. So just maybe just getting out and listening to some good music on my earphones really helps me. Those are great. I, I did Orange Theory actually also pre-COVID and I can completely agree with you. There's something about exhausting yourself that is invigorating. <laughs> I think it's, I think when you have a lot of energy, you know, it's like you just, you're, I know my body and my spirit like need that push, you know, to kind of, yes. I agree with you. I know it sounds counter or whatever. It sounds strange, but, but I agree. I totally know where you're coming from. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I saw that quote. It just like, it's so true. Like exhausting myself, myself physically is really the most relaxing part of my day. I don't know what it is. My husband's really into yoga. Like he does not understand the like crazy orange theory. It's like, you should really try yoga. And I can't relax at yoga, but for some reason I can relax when there's blasting music and a coach yelling at me to increase the treadmill speed. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah. That's well, we're all different and we got to find the thing that works for us. And I love that you've done that. I think that's such an important thing that you've, that you've shared because, you know, it's so easy when you're an entrepreneur or you're trying to build something, you just throw all your time into it because it's endless, but really Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself and having that balance and finding 
other things that you're passionate about, I think is such an important message, especially for women, right? Because yes. we're, you know, on all fronts all the time. So yeah, we never put ourselves first. No, we really, really don't. And then if you do, you feel guilty. So it's really releasing that yeah. too, right? <laughs> there is exactly. no guilt in taking exactly. care of yourself. That's for sure. Absolutely. So so this is the HeartStrong Podcast, and it's really about growing through the challenges of our lives. We all have them. And I love how we've talked about your your life, but also this organization, which is helping so many people do that. But I'm wondering if you can tell me something that helps you overcome challenges in your life or helps you to live heart strong. Yeah, I, I think I always just try to have that attitude of gratitude, you know, mm -hmm. like um, what I always see, there's a post that says like, I don't have to do this. I get to do this, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I think this year more than ever, just, I mean, something as simple as our health. Like we take yeah. our health for granted all the time. And we so do. grateful to have, have our health and be, just have that attitude of gratitude. So there, there will be challenges that, that come your way and you're certainly not the only person in the world that's going through challenges, but just to pause and reflect on how, how much you have to be grateful for, um, I think is something that I always try to have. Mm, that's beautiful. And, and I think more important than ever in this year of 2020, where it's, easy to look at our lives and, and say all the things that we don't have or we aren't able to do, but really yeah. taking a moment to look in front of ourselves and, and be thankful for all that we have. Definitely. That's beautiful. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. I loved this conversation and I am so excited about what's next for One Hope Wine and I can't wait to visit your tasting room sometime in California. Thank you so much, Jessica, for having me. I can't wait for you to visit too. But in the meantime, at least you get a little bit of Napa to your table for Thanksgiving. So that's yes, good. Yes, it came to my front door. So thank <laughs> you again for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much to our guest, Kristen Schroyer, for joining me on the HeartStrong Podcast. You can follow One Hope Wine on Instagram at one Hope or at O-N-E-H-O-P-E. -E. And you can follow Kristen's work at onehope.gives or at O-N-E-H-O-P-E dot G-I-V-E-S. Consider adding One Hope Wine to your holiday gift list this year. It's always great to give a gift that gives back. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and be sure to subscribe. And a super special thank you to our producer, Allison Cohen, and our sound engineer, Jared McCammon. And can you do me a favor? Share this podcast with a friend today and give them some inspiration for their week. Join us next week on the HeartStrong Podcast. Podcast.